Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. And we're back at All Things Unexplained. C.J. Derringer is with me this morning. Hey, C.J. Hello, hello. Smitty is not with us, and neither is Cage Man. I think we may have to fire both of them, or better yet, <laughs> promote Cage Man to Smitty's spot as co-host. I think that would be the best of best thing to do. <laughs> is that politically correct to continue calling him Cajun Man? Are we going to get in trouble for that? I don't. I don't think so. Cajun is a thing. I wish I was Cajun, and Cajun people are definitely some of my favorite people in this entire world. So I'm super excited for today's show. We're going to be talking to Gary Arnold, EVP pioneer. If you're wondering what EVP is, that's electronic voice phenomenon. So he's an EVP pioneer and filmmaker of subterranean seance the evidence speaks now if you're not that familiar with evp i'm sure gary's going to tell us a lot more about it i grew up listening to different things about evp on coast to coast am with art bell and george nori it was first popularized by a fellow by the name of constantine raldiv or raldive who was actually a student of Carl Jung, if you can believe that, CJ. I, I had no knowledge of EVP at all. This is the first I've ever heard of it. I'm actually surprised to hear that you had heard of it before. I thought this was very, very new. Well, my studies uh, introduced me to a lot of these psychologists and psychiatrists, and Jung was the founder of analytical psychology. So I was fascinated to see that it went all the way back that far. And Constantine Rodive wrote a book called Breakthrough, An Amazing Experiment in Electronic Communication with the Dead in 1968. And of course, this actually is traced back even further to the times of even Thomas Edison. And, sudden, and you know, things like mediums and uh, uh, seances and Ouija boards, they were popular back in that day, right? before yeah, Thomas Edison yeah. invented so many electronic breakthroughs. And so people really became fascinated and, hey, can we hear the voices of these spirits or whatever you want to call them on these new electronic devices? And Edison even said, well, you know what? I don't know if you can or not, but it, you got to have a better shot at hearing them on my recording devices than you are. <laughs> Well, thanks, Thomas Edison. Yeah, even Thomas Edison was a supporter of EVP. So I think it's time to give Gary a call. He's going to be joining us on phone. You ready to see what Gary has to say, CJ? Definitely ready, yes. All right, I have to remind myself yet again not to say his private phone number out loud. (laughs) Calling Gary Arnold, EVP pioneer and filmmaker. We'll just have to figure out what those little tones are, and then we can figure out what the phone number is. That's EVP in itself, right? <laughs> All right, Gary Arnold, EVP pioneer and filmmaker of Subterranean Seance, the Evidence Speaks. Hello. 
Gary, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, this is CJ Derringer. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, okay, so once again, we were just discussing that we've got Gary Arnold here with us. He is the pioneer on electric voice phenomenon and has created a film, including such. But Gary, as I was doing some research on you, I saw that you actually work in higher education. Is that true? I work in academia. I have for over a decade at a local university. I'm not going to say where exactly. That's, you, know, you can find it out online. But yeah, um, that's kind of the deal I have with uh, my employer. You know, Just don't, just don't volunteer information. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's just, um, yeah, I, uh, I uh, teach writing in an academic support role, you know, for the students, you know, and disadvantaged students especially, uh, to help them, uh, you know, get the edge, at least be competitive in a global market. Wonderful. Well, we're so thankful that you are taking time here to chat with us. And we know you've got a day job and you're a filmmaker and you've got all these other things going on. So a busy schedule indeed. Thank you. So it sounds like you first stumbled upon this electric voice phenomenon um, in a library. Is that correct? Yeah, where I work on the top floor, um, I routinely would take my lunch break over there just to get away from the students or anything. So I've, you know, uninterrupted lunch break. Uh, so I do some free reading. Uh, this occurred uh, um, in December of 2017, whereas the students had already left for the semester. So I'm doing some free reading. I decided I'm going to, you know, uh, check out Charles Dickens. It's a short story, A Christmas Carol. And, you know, I'm familiar with the story. Everybody is. Uh, but you know, I was just like, hey, sometimes reading it you know, can put you in a different state of mind than watching it on television. So um, that's when the phenomenon uh, started. Uh, I got this extreme ear ringing. I don't know how to frame it in any other way because it, it has a coded component to it. And only my right ear. It was really intense. So much so that I thought, you know, uh, oh, what's going on? Yeah, it, it just, it just it was localized to this one area, my right ear. But I have this old track phone. My wife made me go out and buy a phone that she wanted me to be available at all times. You know, I'm not tech savvy, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not buying uh, smartphones the latest technology. So I went with my daughter to the local Rite Aid, uh, and and for five dollars because it was going to be ten dollars. And I talked to the clerk. I said, yeah, "This old phone, this track phone, it doesn't do anything exciting." I said, uh, "How about five dollars?" And she said, "Yeah." So I was like, "Oh, cool, what a bargain!" But anyhow, it came in handy that day because I th thought entered my mind when when uh, this ear ringing, this unusual ear ringing, not the classic ear ringing, but something so different sounding uh, that, hey, I have this phone with a voice recorder on there, a digital voice recorder. Let's see if I can capture this, this sound that I'm hearing in my right ear. Well, so I push record, and upon playback, there's a whisper, a whisper. And I can't describe it in any other way. It's just a whisper. It says my name, Mr. Arnold. And I thought, oh, I looked around, I'm like, okay, there's a student here, somebody playing a joke or something. <laughs> but and I left perplexed that day, and this was before Christmas, and uh, then I went back the next day, because curiosity got the best of me, and you know, some people say, well, it's going to get you in trouble. Uh, but I went back, and the ear ringing happened again, and I thought, wait a But this time, I asked the question. A question popped into my head while the ear ringing. The ear ringing usually lasts no more than 30 seconds, all right? And that's when these entities want to talk. They let me know by this extreme ear ringing. Well, this time I asked the question. I said, is anyone there? 
and there's nobody there in the lobby. This is a totally empty floor. The answer comes before my question, which is crazy. Again, this is this is a whole level of wow. barrier. Yeah, the answers almost always come before my question. So I can ask him a question about just about anything. And I'm talking about, we. I have a, uh, from, from flatulence to food, to everything, <laughs> everything in between politics, religion, it, it is absolutely bonkers. And, you know, I'm, I'm a person who, to be, well, you know, somewhat of a thinking person, an educated person. I was looking for some prosaic reason. Why on earth, when I asked the second question, uh, did, did, uh, did the answer come before? Said, yes, people. A voice comes on and says, yes, people. A whispered voice. Now, okay, I, I'm thinking, okay, uh, hmm, this is, I must be cracking up. I'm honestly, I, I went home, and, and there was a there was a break, the you know the holiday break at the university. We have several weeks off, you know, a couple weeks off around uh, Christmas. So, but at that time, I was talking to my wife, and you know, I'm happily married, and two great teenagers, everything, and I just like context is important. And I'm like, tell my wife that something's wrong here. I said, I said, I got this experience that I can't understand, and I have to see my family doctor, and then he had. Uh, detailed MRIs, you know, contrast MRI, blood work, everything. We were trying to eliminate any kind of organic reason that this happened. And psychological test, everything. Okay, well, this was the beginning of uh, an incredible period where when I went back to the university, I, I was excited to actually go back to work because at that time it was localized just to the library. Okay, where I work. So I would get messages and I'd be coming back and, and, and I started sharing with a couple of colleagues, right? People who have an open mind and they, they know me and they're like, I'm not trying to seek attention or do anything stupid. Just you know, like, look at me because I'm no one special. But this became something where these voices, that's what they are. You can't hear, you hear this crystal, I hear this crystalline coated ear ringing sound. But upon playback, every time these voices were there, all right, and they were started to interact with me where they not just you know, they would answer any kind of question and okay so you think you're going off the deep end and I had my my physician listen to it and he's a spiritual man he pulled me aside and he said I'm gonna tell you he said God has told me this is a gift that you are actually in contact with angelic beings and I said I looked at him and no joke I said if that's the case, I'd rather re-gift it. Because <laughs> guess what? It, it, on every level, it starts to make you think, really? And I wake up, I still shake my head in the morning. Because at the time, I thought, I must, it must have been in a terrible accident. Something horrible must have happened. I must be in a coma. This can't be real. This reality can't be real. Even though I was raised in a Christian household, even though you know, I always had an abstract belief God and stuff like that. But, but when it comes to something interacting with you, Invisible beings, all right, who uh, who claim to be alien, all right, and that's another facet to this. I have recordings where they claim to be alien or otherworldly. They also say they exist in uh, all dimensions, and that they're everywhere and they're watching all of us. And uh, okay, so you start to have conversations, and these beings, they, they I started to have this. this this interest in, okay, why well, I, I need to involve other people, other researchers, people who are professionals, who have the professional expertise, I don't. So I'd send them clips, right? They do remote viewing for, for these people. Um, like, okay, a person sitting at a desk and they are in Canada and next to them is a, a blue can. What is in the blue can? They would tell me the question, ask the spirits or whatever you want to call them. Five minutes before my lunch break, I go and I'd have the answer like immediately, I'd send them the clip and I wouldn't tell them 
what the answer is. I wanted to enforce, obviously, because if you tell people, then you already get that power of suggestion there, and that's not as pure as, hey, let's have a consensus here. Is this the answer you're looking for? Right. It was right. So you start having the success rate, and then behind the scenes, the word gets out, oh, Mr. Arnold's a medium. <laughs> I used to make a joke. Oh, I consider myself large, but <laughs> now I make jokes about this. <laughs> That, there's a sense of humor that I have to have with this, and, and the only way I've been able to deal with invisible entities who want to talk to me all the time, and believe me, it's, it, it got to the point where I asked them, I said, well, am I stuck to only communicate with you in the library at work? And they said, no. I said, just invite us and we'll come with you. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's when it really – so, yes, so oh, now, anywhere, anytime that they want to talk. Now, I don't summon them. I don't have this ability to raise my hand and say, hey, you want to talk? They decide. But they, they wake me in the middle of the night. They want to talk. Oh. Right? Uh, now, like everything in life, it can be seen as a blessing or a curse. Right? Because some people say, my God, you're, you're interacting with demons. I've heard that. You're interacting with And I said, well, hey, I'm a sinner like everybody. I said, yeah, but I believe in grace. I believe I've been forgiven. So why on earth would demons want to waste their time on me? I said, there are billions of other people out there, and they don't seem to be having the same experience. And, uh, and then, it's, But a lot of the voices, I want, I want the audience to understand, a lot of my interactions with them, they're mischievous beings. They, they are jokers. I say cosmic comedians. They actually think, I, I'm going to date myself. Back in the 70s, there's a Robin Williams weekly show called Mork for Mork. You know? mm -hmm. it's, what, it, it's all about humor. A lot of times, they are tricksters. Uh, and and you know, I, I have clips where they, they, uh, they offend me. And I will say, I will say, you know, I'm not going to talk to you. You're going to be negative and you're going to say words because they can be vulgar too. And they can uh, also, I don't want to be, um, I, I, I want to be balanced here. There are uplifting messages too. And it seems like each being is tasked with a certain message. So if I hear this voice, this certain voice upon playback, understand, I don't hear voices in my head, never hear voices in my head. I hear this ear ringing. That's when they want to talk. I just push record and ask whatever questions pop into my mind. Right. So it, it okay. So, so I have other researchers I've been sending them to uh, these clips. They're evaluated. Um, they've had me you know, do uh, investigations remotely because these beings, they call it the game, but they also, they also get offended too. And I've been offended. And when I've been offended, the next message, usually it's like three in a row, they'll say, we're sorry, all right, that we didn't mean to offend you. And I was like, oh, okay. So, so here I have invisible entities who claim to be alien, uh, and I have literally uh, over a thousand clips of interactions from the ether, and a lot of them are what are considered Class A EVPs that anyone would say, yeah, that's exactly what that said. Hey, Unexplained Ones, this is Dr. Mouse. We would love for you to follow us and give us a five-star review. Check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. There you will find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Buy Me a Coffee, and Patreon. This podcast is made possible with support from listeners like you. We are also brought to you by Coma Toast Tacos, home of Squatching.com, where you'll find my Bigfoot-themed children's books. We appreciate you. Stay tuned for more from EVP pioneer Gary Arnold. Now, what's amazing is today, forensic science behind this stuff, that I can have my clips analyzed forensically by professionals, all right? 
phoneme by phoneme. It's like a digital signature that an audio um, wave form, a computer can analyze the audio wave form and show that it's not been faked, it's not, uh, and it's not a counterfeit, like a picture. A picture can be analyzed pixel by pixel to prove is this photoshopped or not. Right. Same thing with sound. Recordings of sound can be graphically, through a computer software, can be analyzed to say, is this legit? Is this authentic? All of mine are authentic. And, and the computer software today, proprietary stuff that these people are using, uh, it, it actually will suggest the correct interpretation of what this, this vocalization is. Cause for, it, it, and, and it goes back to what I'm recording with is old school technology, a, a track phone. The old you know, model track phone. And I can even uh, say the model. I actually called track phones before I did the documentary to get permission to do this because you never know when somebody's going to sue you for whatever. Um, the the old to filter out white noise part won't capture these these messages from the ether, where the older models do because they now the the one analyst said to me the uh, professional um, forensic guy said they're actually analysis the the vocalizations and they do it by the waveform and, and phoneme by phoneme like a unit of of uh, speech um, how these beings are creating their vocalizations is different completely different than human beings human beings use air going through the larynx these beings are using a- the ambient white noise they're twisting it warping it call it what you will creating almost like an energy packet and that's why these messages are usually less than a sentence and that's the, it, they, they try to get their messages across uh, in just a few words. And I, like I said, uh, it's, it's, the only way I'm able to deal with this, this reference before is, is a compartmentalization. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. Like I said, uh, I, 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 I just want your audience to know that um, this, uh, to me, still sounds crazy. All right? So I can understand anybody who has no association with this. They're like, oh, my God, what is he talking about? It's I've had a past. I've never been healthier. That's the weirdest thing. I've been to the doctor and everything, and, and like I said, when I told him, I said I'd rather God regift a gift like this because I don't want it. Uh, he he laughed and stuff, and um, it's just it, it it blows my mind that okay here it is. And this is the strongest point. It's not the accuracy of the messages. Like I said, these beings are mischievous for the most part. They like playing games, but they're that according to science, these vocalizations should not be there. And they certainly shouldn't be interactive in live time where I can talk and, and they answer my questions before, upon playback. You hear the, you know, nine times out of ten, they'll answer it before I ask it, which means that they're either telepathic or time as we understand it is totally bogus because they're outside of what we understand in some kind of linear fashion. And the thing is, I've done uh, tests for other people. That, again, they, they're all, they, they use different cell phones. We put them, uh, say, making models so many meters apart, and, and then and just the whole process, the protocols in place that these scientists came up with to test me, as well as uh, the, uh, the being, uh, I, these beings have access to information I do not. All right? So I can't possibly know the answer to some of these questions. And when they give an answer and I send it on, they're like, well, we now know that obviously this is not confined to your mind, that it's not you projecting these thoughts into this recording, that these are sentient beings or entities who claim again to be alien and otherworldly. And, uh, and that's the thing. Uh, so I asked them, a common sense thing. I said, okay, so tell me about your realm. That's where they exist. Uh, I, said, I said, what do you eat? And I think I sent you some of these clips. 
And the answer beforehand, and when you listen to it, is they don't do that. Now, there, there are certain beings who speak for others, almost like they're watchers of the others. All right? Like, they, it's always like third person. Like, they don't do that. They won't eat. All right? Or uh, I've had answers where you know, it, just, it, it just like, uh, well, why on earth are they talking to me? And a voice comes on and says, you're our favorite. Like I'm a pet. Like, uh, look, I'm just like, and, and each voice like is, is tasked with a certain message. So I have a little boy's voice who calls me daddy. Okay. And, and some Whoa. of the EVPs, yes, some of the EVPs from this little boy's voice um, are so crystal clear. I've had some analysts say, you know, anyone else, if we weren't analyzing it, would think this has to be fake. It's too good. It's too, it, it, it's too perfect. It, it, it absolutely waveform by waveform. It, it, it is, it, there's no question. There's no, you know, what else could this be? This is, this is some something genuine. All right. Now again, I didn't, in, I didn't go out and raise my hand and say I'd like to be special, and, and I didn't invite this phenomenon. I didn't do occult rituals or anything. It's very simple. Uh, and if you watch the documentary, you can see. I mean, all I do, the ear ringing starts. I push record. The ear ringing stops. I stop. All right, if there's a question that pops into my mind, I'll say it. If there is, I mean, I won't say anything, but there's still something in the message there. Um, and, and, and our audience is going to be aghast, but I actually, you know, I, 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 there was a, a session is what I call them. I do these sessions um, where I interact with them. And um, so before this session, I knew, you know, it was like most days they're going to want to talk. All right, and, and again, it can be so much that it's like you can't, you can't even wrap your mind around why are they craving this attention so much but i had some food and i, I was rather gassy so i released one i, I ripped one okay all right <laughs> so the being said <laughs> he let a stinker that's <laughs> the girl's voice don't, don't listen to me it just it blows the mind because it's like okay so they're, they're even inserting themselves into the most mundane ridiculous tricks things in life and and and, and just like Really? So I sent you that clip about pigeons, right? Right. Where I had this, you know, it was last summer, and I raised pigeons. I raised, I have tropical pigeons, I have them, but anyhow, I also have really good um, bloodline uh, white homing pigeons, but I have too many of them. They're, they're very prolific. So last summer, I was like, well, I have to get rid of some of these. And I already had predetermined, you know, I don't, I don't follow the advice of these beings. It's fun to interact with them, but I'm telling you, my life is still my life. Um, I have recordings where they actually tell me to go get blood work. All right, I played that for my family doctor. Uh, just you can't believe the way they they insert themselves into everything. And, and anyhow, with the pigeons, um, so I asked the question last time. I was saying, okay, so um, should I sell my white humming pigeons? The voice comes on right before, of course. You know that's how they do it. That's the customary that they answer before the question upon playback. Sell them, right? <laughs> and, the voice, and, it, and it's emphatic. Again, it's. Uh, if if everything were so simple, I would much rather just say, well, this is pareidolia, all right? This is right. something the human mind is already programmed to see patterns in, in, in visually and, and audio, patterns that don't exist, all right? That it's a, an illusion, a fabrication of the human mind. I'd, I'd sleep better at night believing that's the case here. Uh, I've tried, believe me. Uh, I don't know if I sent you the one that was – I involved, obviously, my whole family, extended family. They're all involved in this, and for three years, they've – it's the new normal. We've come to accept that, hey, okay, 
you know, kids' dads interacting again, and they will interact with me, like I said, everywhere. And, and, and a lot of times, if I don't want to deal with it, I just don't record it. The, the earring goes away eventually. Um, and you, people will say, well, why wouldn't you always want to? This is this is fantastic. I said, because it's a, an annoyance at a certain point. It's like, really, I don't want to talk again. I, I don't want to listen, maybe. It's a better way of putting it. But um, I, I don't know if I sent you the clip. My wife heralds from what used to be East Germany. Her name is Ancha. Right. Okay. An unusual name. Yes. An unusual name, especially in the Western world. Well, I had her in the library with me because uh, you know she she wanted to uh, participate in some sessions as well. So she, you know, because they'll talk when anybody's there too. I mean, they don't they don't seem shy to be uh, there with other people. It's not just like through me like I'm a medium. Anyway, from the ether, and I can send you this clip. They say her name. Now they say it with two people. They say two voices. The one voice sounds like an African accented male, and it's saying her name. And then you have a Germanic sounding female saying her name, side by side. I will send you that um, so you can t- you can listen to oh, it. And just again, it it can't be. And I'm telling you, it can't be any thinking person will say at that moment that you hear the ear ringing and you push push record for those 30 seconds that a random signal bounces down from the atmosphere that happens to contain two versions of my wife, who's German, unusual name. Yeah, I asked him a question. Uh, uh, and it was, it, was, it was one of those things just popped into my mind. I said, so, um, so again, why are you talking to me besides you calling me your favorite? All right. And, they, and that voice comes on at the beginning and says, they will all be dead. And, and it's very clear. And I've had, like I said, I've had the Class A um, clips, and I have many of them analyzed by professionals. And that's what the computer software suggests. That's the analysis. That's the correct interpretation. Again, I don't, I don't tell these um, analysts, these professionals, what... I believe the clip says that would color the outcome. And I don't want to cherry pick information. It's very easy for people to see what they want to see or believe what they want to believe. Believe me, I would not, I would begin. I'd rather wake up tomorrow and this will all be behind me. And I even talked to my doctor. I said, I said, do you think, because uh, when I had the MRI scans and they, there's nothing wrong with my, my hearing, actually my hearing in my right ear for whatever reason they've tested seems exceptional. I went to an ear, nose and throat specialist as well. Uh, there's no brain tumor. It's not like I'm having some kind of um, schizophrenia, or uh, you know, there's, there's also there's no alien implant that's discernible. I just want people to know there's nothing in my ear physically. But I have asked. I, I asked the beings. I said, I said, uh, so why is it my right ear? And they answered, that's our link. Now what? That doesn't again. Again, what does that mean? I don't know. And and, and they they answer in these and, and that's typical of a, uh, AVPs. Uh, the, right. The answers are usually just a few words. They're not. They're not going to give you know the the Lincoln address. They're not going to give these grand speeches. It's like they have a limited time to get a, a very limited message across. Uh, and I, I've asked. Now, believe me, this this will border on the absurd. What I'm about to tell you, I mean, it's all absurd to me. But it's just like I have to laugh about it because hey, what else can you do? Uh, uh, so, so clean bill of health. No alien implants, yet almost daily I'm interacting with these beings who claim to be alien. And right. I, I do these fun little tests, too. I said, so we recently had a, a rabbit. Our family had this pet rabbit that passed. I said, okay, tell me the name of our pet rabbit that died. The beginning of the clip, there it is, Cuddles. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my. 
Yeah, and then then I've had other people ask. You know, now this is a this is a very important um, thing I want to get across. When the answer has to deal with an animal, they will make strange affectations, and their voices will be like that animal, like you would imagine, almost a comical or a caricature of that animal. So, like I've had this one, and the answer is a frog. They make a noise. Sounds like a frog. Mm-hmm. Cuddles a rat. It's crazy, like a pig. They, and again, I, there's a sense of humor here. And if, if I, I want the audience to understand, this could be the foundation that we could build on with something like this. Because if, if laughter, if humor, could be the common denominator we have with whatever they are. And you know, there are some that go too far, that some things aren't funny, some things are vulgar, including, personally, I was out walking in the forest, the earring happened, and this park down from where I live, I was all alone, but I pushed record, and I was thinking about, and I said something about God and religion, and the voice comes on to, before I say anything, it says, Jesus, like, who's that, all right? Now, I have had some beings that have been... Uh, uh, blasphemous, all right. And I would say that they, they right. quite possibly, that is a demon. I mean, that is. Um, so I've been reading the Lord's Prayer. I heard the, the ear ringing. I started reading the Lord's Prayer alone and aloud. I'm saying, um, and upon playback, you hear a voice that is the only clip I've ever deleted. It says, "I doubt it." And and I was I was absolutely uh, my back to. Whatever, I felt my hair on the back of my neck go up, and I was facing the sun out the library window at work. And I felt comfort in facing the sun, but I felt like something behind me that was over my shoulder, not, not as is more figuratively, was, was again, uh, saying things that, you know, like that that would obviously upset. Um, and I deleted it. I'm like, I don't need that message on my phone. To be continued. This has been All Things Unexplained.